0: Welcome back to Weekly Dose of Serotonin. I am your host, Sarah. And I don't know why I said my name that way. Um, anyway, today I'm going to be talking about phobias. I decided that five seconds ago. I needed an episode and nothing was like, it wasn't filling me with joy. You know, I wasn't excited about talking about anything. And like, Look, maybe you guys can't tell a difference, but I can tell a difference when I'm talking about something that I'm not really feeling. Afterwards, I just feel empty inside (laughs) Um, instead of talking about something that I'm, like, excited to talk about, and then I don't know. I really don't know if you guys can tell the difference in, like, my energy or the way that I talk about things, because to be honest, I don't know... Like, I think I'm energetic, but sometimes I feel like I'm energetic on the inside, but my voice sounds the same unless I'm getting, like, really, 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 really passionate or aggressive about something. And I tend to dial it back on this podcast. Um, For anyone who listens to this who doesn't know me in real life, that might surprise you. Maybe it doesn't. How do I come across on this podcast? I'm curious now how I come across on this podcast, because I feel like when I'm speaking into my phone, I just sound bored to myself, even though I'm not bored. But then I think about it. And sometimes I think when I'm talking to people, I think that I do sound bored even then as well. Um, If I'm not like extremely passionate or intense about something, because I can get really, 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 really intense about things. Um, but like I think that sometimes my voice or even my face in real life, I think I look just like sad and bored, like my resting face just like looks really sad or just really bored, but that's not how I'm feeling on the inside, you know? So anyway, um <laughs> I was just trying to decide what to talk about today. Um I have to record this early because this weekend when I'll be putting this out, I'll be out of town, which will be fun. Um I'm going on a late birthday trip with some friends, and it's really just going to be, like, a super chill time, so that's perfect for me. Um, We're probably just going to, like, well, we're going somewhere a few hours away, staying in, like, a little hotel for two nights, just spending the weekend and shopping around and stuff like that. Possibly we'll go on a hike, but I'm not a real hiker and (laughs) neither are the two friends I'm going with. So that probably won't happen, but we're going to a place that's like really popular for hiking. So um, (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Um, But probably we'll just be like shopping around and hanging out and stuff. So anyway, I had to record this early because this is the only time I have before I have to like for the rest of the week before I leave, Um, and I just could not think of anything, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, I just started thinking about phobias, and I was like, let's just rank phobias, (laughs) I'm gonna rate them, and say how weird they are, but like, not like normal phobias, like, I get like, arachnophobia, spiders are creepy, I get it, so I really want to go into like, the weird, weird phobias that like, nobody, well not nobody, some people have had have these phobias obviously since they exist, but like maybe lesser known phobias or just like phobias that are kind of on the weirder end and talk about them. Because here's the thing, I am, A, I'm scared of a lot of things and B, I'm scared of a lot of irrational things. Like I just, I just have a lot of irrational fears. Though here's also the thing, okay, <laughs> hear me out. I actually don't think my fears are irrational. I know that I just said that I have a lot of irrational fears. I don't think they're irrational because I'm afraid of them. But also some of them, I think other people would think they're irrational because, like, they don't, they're not necessarily possible. Like, when I was a kid, I used to be afraid that, like, an alligator would bite me when I was sitting on the toilet. I understand that, like, alligators couldn't climb up that tiny little... Um, sewer pipe. But like, so, okay, so maybe that was irrational. (laughs) But like, it comes down to a root fear of being afraid of alligators. And that's not irrational. Alligators could kill me easily, easily, like so easily. So I feel like at the root, it's not an irrational fear. I just tend to apply it in an irrational way, if that makes sense. Like I used to be really afraid of, so, okay, My parents have a swimming pool in their backyard. I don't know why I sighed before that. (laughs) as If I'm going to like share something really serious. Anyway, I grew up swimming um, like all the time. And we live in a place where a lot of people have swimming pools. It's very, very hot. um, So I was in the pool all the time. Just you kind of had to be to like survive and enjoy the summertime. Anyway. So when I was in, like, junior high or high school, sometimes I would go swim by myself, which is dangerous. And I never do that anymore because I realized how dangerous that it can be. Because, like, even if you're a very competent swimmer, um, like, I would say that I'm a very good swimmer. I'm not, like, breaking records or anything like that. I'm no Michael Phelps. But, like, I'm certainly also not Katie Ledecky because have you seen her endurance? I simply could not. But anyway, um, I feel like I'm a good swimmer, though I could tread water for hours. I could float on my back for a full day, like I'm very comfortable in the water. um I never ever feel afraid of drowning um However, I could like slip and fall and hit my head and pass out in the water and drown. You know what I mean like I didn't think about these things because I was like I'm a comfortable swimmer i'm like I'm good at swimming. I've been swimming for as long as I can remember. Like I don't even remember learning how to swim because of the area I grew up in. If you were able to, you taught your children how to swim very, very young. Um, There were like a lot of like city programs and things like that that you could go and learn how to swim because it was just really important to teach your kids. There were just swimming pools like everywhere. So yeah, or like, and like in junior high, my junior high school had a swimming pool and we had like every year, a I don't know, like a month long rotation, three week long rotation or whatever on swimming. And so we'd have to bring our swimsuits to school and PE would be for like three weeks every day would be swimming or whatever. Two weeks. I don't know. I don't actually think it was that long. I think it was two weeks. Um, we would do swimming and you'd like go over all of the strokes and like for people who didn't know how to swim. I guess they would learn how to swim. Most of us knew how to swim um, already. So we would just like cover the different swimming strokes. We had to jump off the high dive, I guess, which I hated because I don't like heights. Um, Well, I actually should say specifically, look, this whole thing is going to be getting to the root cause of my fears. My, my root cause is not heights because I actually do think heights are beautiful. Like looking at views from a height, my fear is falling. (laughs) My fear is falling from a a very high place and dying. So that's why I don't like high dives because falling from that makes me feel like I'm dying. I also don't really like roller coasters for that reason as well. The ones that have like extreme drops, I... They terrify me because i it's just that sensation of falling and I don't like it. Um, the only one with that drop that I like is Guardians of the Galaxy, formerly known as Tower of Terror at Disneyland. I think part of that is because it's inside. So I can't see like you have the sensation of falling, but you can't see the ground coming at you. So it feels a little bit more secure in my opinion because you're like you're inside, if that makes sense. Um, actually my friend just went to Disneyland. Um, actually I have several friends who just went to Disneyland and I'm really upset because I miss it and want to go back. But anyway, so <laughs> she said that she went to California adventure for the first time in like a really, really long time. So she went on guardians of the galaxy and she's my age. She's like a week younger than me. Not even actually. Um, no, this is not you, Alyssa. She's also, I have two friends who are both like a week younger than me. And both of them, one just went to Disneyland and the other one's going to Disneyland soon. Anyway, but she was texting me. She texted me afterwards and she was like, yeah, afterwards we got off and both felt so ill. (laughs) She's like, this is 30. And like, for real, I cannot do things anymore that I thought I could. Over the summer, I was with my nieces and nephews, and we were playing that game where you, like, have, like, a baseball bat on the ground, and you, like, bend over and put your forehead on the baseball bat, like, that's on the ground standing up, you know, so you're, like, at, like, a 90 degree angle, basically, and then you have to turn around with the baseball bat on the ground, like, run around it in a circle, basically, to get yourself really dizzy, and then you drop the baseball bat, and you have to try to run in a straight line and see who can get to, like, the finish line the quickest, Um, I used to be so good at that when I was a kid, and I, like, was staggering, staggering very badly, like, falling over practically. It was awful. The only consolation I had was that I was better than my older sister because she's nine years older than me, so I guess I have nine years better balance than she does. Um, Anyway, my nieces and nephews were much, much better than I was. But it's kind of crazy how the older you get, like, that equilibrium really, really goes, doesn't it? Anyway, um, back to phobias. Oh, I was talking about swimming. I don't know how I got all the way here from swimming. But I think if I listened back, it would make sense. Because usually my leaps and bounds are not, like, big bounds. You know what I mean? I feel like they kind of naturally all segue into each other. But anyway, back to swimming. Um, I used to be afraid when I would swim alone, I wouldn't swim in the deep end of the pool because I was afraid there were going to be sharks underneath me. And look, I understand that's impossible. I do. I, and even at the time I knew it, even at the time I was like, Sarah, you're being ridiculous. Obviously there are no sharks here. And, like, I could see the whole pool. Like, the water is crystal clear. It's a pool water, you know? It's not like you're at, like, the lake or the deep ocean where there could be fish swimming around and you don't know because the water is so dark. But, like, I could just look down and see there was nothing there. But just being in, like, semi-open water in the deep end, again, it's not open water. It's a pool. But, like, not being able to, like, feel totally around me just made me nervous, made me feel like there could be something swimming around me. So, like, that's something that I would say is, like, slightly irrational, but it comes for from, like, a rational fear. Like, I feel like being afraid of the ocean and sharks and whales is completely normal. And maybe that's just because I have a very deep fear of it. But, like, the chances of me encountering any of those creatures in a circumstance where they could harm me in any way is... Very unlikely, um, which that could make it irrational, but I don't know. Anyway, basically, I'm just going to judge other people's fears now to make myself feel better. So that's fine, right? I will throw out two disclaimers. One disclaimer here is in no way related to this episode at all. I just learned today, however, that I referenced lizard people in the conspiracy theory about the royal family, Um, I just barely learned that that whole conspiracy is rooted in anti-Semitism. So anyway, um, that's just to give you all a little bit of, I guess, enlightenment in the same way enlighten me. I had no idea. I had no idea, but I should have been more um, leery, I guess, or aware of that just because like to be honest, a lot of those conspiracy theories on the surface, to me, a lot of times they just seem like crazy that you're like, this is silly and dumb. Like, like who's thinking this? But a lot of those conspiracy theories, when you really trace the roots back, they are very, very often, more often than not, rooted in some way in antisemitism or in racism or in both. Um... So, yeah, I'm just putting that out there. I don't think it's as funny when you find out the roots. So, um, yeah, that is a conspiracy theory that has slightly nefarious origins. So, I guess that's just another PSA to be more, um, I guess, to do more research. And that's also, to me, I don't... Often, like, as someone who I love research, I genuinely love, love research. But if I don't, like, there's some things that I take on surface value and don't fully research, and I should be better at that. And, yeah, I'm encouraging everyone as well. And this is something that I will make sure to practice in the future. And something that seems like on surface value, it's innocent and fine. Um, Maybe sometimes take a couple extra seconds and look a little deeper And see if the roots there are um, not innocent. You know what I mean? Um, There's a lot. A lot of these conspiracy theories have a darker history than we sometimes consider. So anyways, that's kind of not really a disclaimer. That's more of like just like a PSA from a previous episode. The, The other disclaimer is specifically about phobias just throwing that out, this out there. I always say this. I don't, I don't ever want to hurt anyone's feelings unless you're just, like, a bad person and then I don't really care. But, like, I'm not trying to come at you for having these fears if you have any of these fears. If I call your fear weird, I'm sorry. Um, I have weird fears, though, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having weird fears. I think that sometimes your body just reacts a certain way to a certain thing and you can't really control it. Um, and I also am, like, I'm, look, okay, if it is getting in the way of your quality of life, then yes, maybe you should confront that fear. But I will also say that I am a big proponent in just letting yourself have fears. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But like, if you're afraid of sharks, don't jump in a shark tank. Like you don't, it doesn't, like, I don't think that you have to deal with all these fears. I don't think having zero fears makes you like, a more brave person than other people, like, I don't know. I think a healthy amount of fear can, like, keep you alive. <laughs> like, fear is there to, like, help your brain. Like It's like your brain telling you how to survive in a circumstance. So sometimes your brain tells you to survive in a circumstance that is, like, a little bit irrational maybe. And that's okay, too. Unless unless your fear is in, is getting in the way of your quality of life... And in that case, then you should deal with it. But like, if it's not, then just like let yourself have that fear and let yourself be okay with the fact that maybe it's a little bit weird. So anyway, now that I've got all of that out of the way and we're like 20 minutes into my episode, let's actually talk about weird, irrational phobias. Okay, so I've just pulled up a couple articles of people who've, like, compiled weird phobias that you can have. And I'm just going to go through and basically talk about... I'm pretty much just going to be judging whether I think that they're weird or not. Like, if this seems like a legitimate phobia that people should have... I'm not going to say, like, you shouldn't have this phobia. I literally was just talking about how it's okay to have certain phobias. More of just, like, I can understand why that phobia is... A thing, or if I'm like, huh? I never even considered that people could be afraid of that. That's kind of the vibe, anyway. Um, however, this first one that I just went to <laughs> doesn't—I don't understand why it's on on an article about weird phobias. It's called taphophobia? I will also say I'm going to probably mispronounce ninety percent of these words, so just a heads up. Um, taphophobia is the fear of being buried alive. I don't think. That I don't think that this is a weird phobia to have. I feel like this is a phobia everybody should have. Again, I understand that the like um probability of being buried alive is maybe not that high. But also, I will tell you, literally three days ago, I was having this conversation with friends that I used to have a real fear of being like mistaken as dead. Because sometimes I sleep with my head, like my face, like face down in my pillow. I feel like I've mentioned this before. Anyway, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my face will be like straight down on the pillow, like subconsciously trying to suffocate myself. I don't know. And like, I I don't know how long I've been there. Maybe it's just for like a few seconds. And then my brain is like, wake up, you're suffocating. But I never, like, feel like I'm suffocating. Like, I never, like, wake up, like, gasping for breath when my head is like that. I just wake up and I'm, like, take a few seconds and I'm, like, why am I face down on my pillow? This is weird. Maybe I should shift positions, you know? Um, So, like, I do that a lot. And also I often run cold. Like, especially my extremities, like, my fingers and hands are typically very, very, very cold. Not, okay, Uh, that was maybe one or two varies too many. Uh, They're usually a little chilly. (laughs) Um, It usually feels like winter on my fingers, even when it's summer, if you know what I mean. Um, Like, not all the time. Is it maybe unhealthy? Maybe. I think I just have poor circulation. My toes are always cold. My fingertips are usually cold but it's not that big of a deal. Um, So it's fine. However, sometimes I'm afraid that like someone will walk in and see me face down and then like feel my hand and then they'll be like, oh my gosh, it's cold. She must be dead. But then I use some critical thinking. I just take one or two little steps into the critical thinking world, which I often do not frequent, and think to myself, Sarah, they would probably check for your pulse or you would just wake up before they like transported you to the morgue. You know, like logically I would not be asleep the whole time and have them be like, well, she must be dead because she was sleeping face down and her hands are cold. So let's just bury her, you know, like (laughs) logically speaking, I'd be fine. And honestly, if anyone touched me, I'd probably wake up immediately. Usually if people touch me or even just, like, look in my direction when I'm asleep, I wake up because I feel that gaze and it's uncomfortable for me. Um, I don't sleep well in the room with other people. It's fine. It's fine, you guys. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, I think the fear of being buried alive is, like, a legitimate fear that everybody should have. That doesn't sound pleasant. And I guess, I guess like people who aren't afraid of that are probably not like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Sounds so fun. I know that it's probably just more of the fact that they like have never really thought about it. But like, who hasn't thought about that? Have you not seen shows where people get buried alive? People get buried alive on television shows way more often than I think they do in real life. Um, I have a friend who this is like her biggest fear. Is the fear of being buried alive. So I just feel like this is a really normal fear that, like, everybody should have. Anyway, this one is... The next one is isoptrophobia. (laughs) This is actually just going to make me feel really insecure about my inability to read words. Um, I'm a good reader. I just don't know how to pronounce things sometimes. So anyways... This next one is the fear of mirrors or more specifically seeing your own reflection in the mirror. So apparently it can fill you with shame or distress or lead you to depression. Um, you know, I understand this fear, you know, look, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, yikes. Obviously I don't think that I have this phobia cause this is like obviously much deeper than that. But like, I feel like everybody to an extent might have these unless you like are like gorgeous and then but even then I feel like pretty people sometimes have their own little insecurities because nobody is perfect as Hannah Montana once said um so yeah this one makes sense I mean I think that it's sad if it leads you to like never ever ever look in the mirror because getting ready would be like very difficult if you like want to get ready and look pretty so that you like feel better about yourself but then you can look in the mirror because then it makes you feel worse about yourself like that just sounds like that sounds like a nightmare so I'm sorry to those people who have this there was apparently a 2014 case study that I'm gonna read actually later in my free time um that talks about one 55 year old woman's 30 year struggle with this phobia that sounds really sad like really really sad actually I'm gonna do that I'm gonna read that tonight before I go to bed anyway um Ombrophobia. Ooh, this is sad. Okay. (laughs) I'm just making myself real sad with this, that like people are out there living with these fears. Also on the side of my screen, there's an ad because, you know, the like Google, Google's always watching, maybe not Google. Um, also why did I say it like got caught in my throat and I like couldn't get that word out anyway. Um, targeted ads and marketing, you know, anyway, uh, There's an ad for a dress that came up on the side. I already own that dress. I literally bought it a month ago. I haven't worn it because I actually don't like it as much as I thought I would. But it's, like, fine. So I kept it. Um, But, like, why are you showing me that? I already own you. So please show me something better next time. Anyway. Um, Ombrophobia is the fear of rain. Which is sad. Because I... Wow, I just, like, kind of hiccuped. Anyways... Um, ombrophobia is the fear of rain, and I love rain. So that makes me sad. I don't know if it's like. If it, so apparently, okay, I'm reading further. Um, people with these phobias are more likely to have some kind of formal weather related education. So apparently, it's like it gives them a greater understanding of the potential dangers associated with severe weather, which then causes them to develop a phobia. Of that weather because they know, like, how, like, where it could lead, like, to a hurricane, snow, flooding, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That makes more sense, to be honest. Um, I know a lot of people who are not, I don't know a lot of people, but I know people have fear of thunderstorms, which makes more sense because, like, thunder can be really loud and scary. Um, but I hope I never ever develop a fear of rain. And considering the fact that I'm not going to go into a weather related field, I think I'll be okay. I did take a class that was like, um, G, ge- 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 what was it? It wasn't geography. Um, anyways, I don't remember what the class was, but like we studied weather patterns in the class, not for like the entire class, but there was like a, it was a college course that I took and there was a section of that class where we studied weather patterns. Why do I not remember what that class was? Anyway, um, I just remember learning about weather patterns and having to like look into what, um, meteorologists, is that what you call them? The people who study weather patterns anyway um I we had to like look at what they look at and how they determine what kind of weather we have based on that and it was like very 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 hard it was so hard I didn't understand any of it so props to weather people anyway phonophobia is the abnormal and unwarranted that seems judgmental Um, fear of sound. I like how I just said that when I'm literally judging if these are normal. So anyway, it's the fear of sound. And apparently it's like, uh, what are they? Uh, Okay. 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 So it's the fear of sound that are like everyday sounds that could not possibly harm someone's like hearing or cause pain, like a door closing or like an alarm clock or like someone's loud conversation, but like being afraid of it. It's not like being sensitive, like your ears are sensitive to it. And so it's like sounds loud and it's like, a, um, it sounds like it's not one of those situations like, um, like hypersensitivity where like things sound louder to you. So of course it's going to kind of like disorient you. Um, apparently this is just like a fear of it and apparently they said that it probably it kind it seems like it overlaps with a certain condition um which stems from a part of your brain that processes noise which makes sense um but i guess this condition just like gives you a strong reaction to certain sounds because of the way that your brain is processing that sound hmm that's interesting I wonder if that's related, that condition. I wonder if that's related at all to like, you know how like nails on a chalkboard sounds and it like really like messes with most people's hearing that uh, I obviously don't like that sound. But the thing that gets me that I cannot handle is the sound of like forks on like scratching a plate. Like if you're just like eating normally, but like sometimes when it like scratches, if you know what I mean, like I'm actually cringing right now, just imagining it like in my ears, it like... I I can't handle it. Um I can't handle it. But I wonder if that condition has like if it's similar to that but it's just like more sounds than just something like that, you know? I I feel like I'm not giving you proper words, but it's fine. Um numerophobia is a fear of numbers. That's kind of weird. And that would make things really really hard. Um Yeah. I don't know what else to say about this. Apparently, it usually... Po- <laughs> Sorry. It says it usually pops up as a fear of doing math, which, like, I can relate to that. I'm so bad at math, you guys. I'm so bad at math. And, like, okay. I can't say that I'm, like, so, so, so bad at math because, like, I did fine. I did fine. Um. Ooh, it just got very windy outside. I wonder if a storm is rolling in. Um <laughs> this does not matter to you anyway. I just noticed it and it came out of my mouth. Um I just like I hate it. I hate math. I hate math so much. I can't put into words how much I hate math. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Um but that is sad and that would make life very difficult. Okay, this next one, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. I don't know who is naming this, but that was, that's a lot of letters next to each other that I don't feel like should be next to each other. Um, it's a fear of ants. So, look, I'm not going to judge you for that. I, I like, I, I'm not afraid of ants, but, like, that's fine. I'm afraid of small, other small insects. So, like, I guess I can understand it. Basilophobia, that's what I have, and that's not weird. That's not weird at all. I got... <laughs> I spent felt a little high-pitched because I felt, um, like, aggressive. Ooh, they're actually – now people are recommending – now the internet is recommending different shoes to me that I, that I do want. Sarah, you don't need more shoes. You don't need more shoes. Okay. But, like, they're boots, and I do need new, bo- new boots for the fall. Okay. Basilophobia is the fear of the ocean or deep open water. I think everyone should have that fear. I think everybody in the world should have that fear because – What's wrong with you? Ooh, I have this next one too. Some, <laughs> um, and it's the fear of teenagers or adolescents. <laughs> and I for real have this. Like when I see a group of teenagers, I get so nervous around them. I feel like they're going to judge me. And I know that, like it doesn't even matter because they're literally teenagers. What are they going to do? For the most part, they couldn't even drive. So like they can't do anything to me. But, like, I, they just feel, they feel mean in my heart. And so I don't like being around teenagers. So, anyway. um. But apparently it says nearly every generation of adults harbors mild forms of dysphobia. So I guess, like, I mean, I don't, like, I'm not afraid of them, like, thinking they're, like, oh, you crazy, like, what are you crazy kids up to? I just feel like I remember what it was like to be a teenager. So now I look at teenagers and I'm like, are you judging me? Like, do you think I'm not cool? Which, like, it doesn't matter. I don't actually really care. But for some reason, in that moment when I see teenagers, I think that they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at that old lady. And I'm going to be like, I'm not that old. You know? You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, um, past life phobias? This is interesting. Okay, there's a good amount of research on people who believe in reincarnation. How high did my voice get right there? Anyway. um, And who claim they remember details of their past lives. I would love that. I would love to be able to remember details of my past life. I don't know if I... I don't... Okay, I don't really believe in a past life, but sometimes I feel like I do believe in past lives. So I'm undetermined about that, if I'm being honest with you. Um... One study said that children who claim to recall their previous life suffer from unusual phobias they say are related to their past lives, specifically the way they died. So one child who might have an intense fear of water could have, that could be attributed to them drowning in a past life. That's interesting. Um, I have nothing to say about that. I don't know that I fully believe that's a thing. So l- we're just going to move on. Um, aerophobia is the fear of fresh air, like breezes. Um, But this also just took a very dark turn. I was going to say that that's weird. That's a weird phobia. I was going to rate that on my weirdness scale. But then um, it says that apparently fear of air is one common symptom of rabies. Did you know that, like, it's hard to live through rabies? I I did not realize that, like, that rabies was that, um, like... What's the word? I mean, you can get, like, vaccines. Now. Apparently, like, now, if you, like, catch it soon enough, it's more... You're more likely to survive it. But, like, rabies survival rate. That's what I'm looking for. Rabi- human rabies is 99% fatal. Did you guys know this? It is 100% preventable through vaccinating pets. Um and whatever, and seeking medical care as soon as possible. So, like, if you nowadays, I guess, if you, like, seek help fast enough, then it's, like, more likely. Um, But, yeah, apparently it's, like, 99% fatal. So, apparently researchers... What's happening? It used to be for a long time it was 100% fatal. Like, if a human got bit by a, an animal with rabies, like you were going to die. Um, but there is also, um, I did just see this yet today, actually, that apparently there's, um, like a small village or something. And I think like Peru or Brazil or something, um, I just look somewhere in the Amazon, it looks like where people can just like, some people <laughs> have just recovered from rabies on their own without like any medication or anything. Oh, it looks like it's in Peru. Um, they just like, Heal themselves somehow, so that's interesting. Um, anyways, so apparently, I guess if you're that, can you do you get? Do I have a rabies vaccination? I don't know, but anyways, it says once you develop rabies symptoms, it's too late to vaccinate against rabies. So, and apparently, once you start getting symptoms then you have about, like, a week to live. Anyway, um, I did not know that rabies was that fatal, but that's mostly because I've only ever really heard of rabies in animals. I haven't really, like, I n- obviously knew that humans could get rabies, but, like, I've never known anyone to get rabies, so it's just never really been in my sphere of, like, consideration I guess I would say but like look into rabies sometime I need to deep dive into it more I've just heard about it in passing over the last week for some reason I've been inundated in rabies news lately um don't ask me why because I couldn't tell you the answer but like I've just been seeing a lot of stuff about rabies lately so anyway that was just interesting to me to find out there's this next one a fear of chickens and hens that seems normal I can't I can't even judge them for that because birds are terrifying. Um, This next one is a fear of dust. And apparently it's found amongst librarians or people who are constantly covered around dust-covered old books. So, like, I guess you just develop a fear. You'd think they'd just get used to it. Like, it seems weird. It seems like the opposite because I feel like I would be like, oh, I'm around dust all the time. So, like, here's more dust. But, like, to develop a fear of it, do you think it stems from, like, they're, like, oh, my gosh, I have to dust again. And then they're just, like, so mad that they have to constantly be dusting. So then they, like, develop a fear against it, like a phobia. Huh. Um, I just threw that question out in the universe. Nobody needs to answer this. Okay. Here's the thing. This is ridiculous. I just went to the next one, and I can't handle this. I'm going to try to say this out loud so you understand how ridiculous this is. Okay, literally I need to have a conversation with who named this. sesquipediophobia. That's that's it. There's even a hyphen in the middle. It's literally a joke or not a joke. This is actually a fear of long words. That's that's it. So obviously whoever named it is like just mean. Um, because they gave the longest name in the world to people who have a fear of long words. But anyway, um, continuing on globophobia is a fear of balloons. I don't understand that one. That's weird to me. I'm just going to say that that ranks on my weirdness scale, mostly just because I feel like it's interesting for it to just be like a household item. Not that people usually have balloons in their house, but like why? You know, it's just floating there nonchalantly. could see if it was like a threatening balloon, if the balloon like kept coming closer to you, looming over you in some way, but just all balloons? Seems weird. Anyway, phobophobia, the fear of fear itself. Um, I feel like everybody probably has that to a degree. Like if you're just like, I, like, I don't like feeling afraid. I feel like most people don't like feeling afraid. I guess maybe that's not being afraid of fr- uh, of fear. But, like, I feel like it's kind of along those lines. But, anyway. Um, zoophobia is a fear of all animals. So, apparently, it can be so extreme that people have to stay housebound because they're just afraid of running into an animal. That's really sad. I don't... I don't like animals. (laughs) Look, I don't not like animals. I am not a fan of seeing animals, like, not, not, not controlled. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, unleashed dogs. That kind of scares me just because, like, I don't know if your dog is under control or not. So, like, usually big dogs, when they're, like, When I go over to someone's house and they have a big dog and if it, like, runs right up to me, I'm, like, a little leery of it, you know? If the, like, owner is nearby, then I'm usually not that afraid of it because the owner can usually call off their dog, obviously, if their dog is trained properly. Um, But, like, I'm always a little apprehensive, I guess, around most animals at first until I get used to them and they get used to me. And... Yeah, I feel like that's kind of normal, though. But, like, I obviously do not have this phobia. That sounds really sad. I would not say that it's weird, necessarily. I guess I could see where it could stem from. Um, But it, that sounds really sad to have a fear that extreme that you, like, can't even leave your house. A is a fear of vomiting. I can see that. That seems, like... I guess oh, patients fear vomiting because it would be embarrassing if it happened in front of other people. <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at that because the amount of times I've thrown up in, other people, in front of other people is ridiculous. So yeah, I guess I had exposure therapy so much that I could never have this phobia because I have thrown up in front of people more times than I can probably count. So anyway, it's fine. Um, that's, that's slightly weird, but also I get it because throwing up isn't pleasant. Um, but if your fear of it stems from throwing up in front of other people, then that just feels a little bit like, I mean, of course, again, it's not pleasant. Like, I mean, it's not enjoyable, <laughs> but it happens, you know? Anyway, nomophobia, fear of being without a smartphone. That's me. Um, urophobia is a fear of urinating. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not a fear of urinating. Apparently it's a fear of the concern of having an accident in public, which I feel like is valid. Like, I don't think anyone wants to pee their pants in front of people. Um, apparently some people experience this fear when peeing around others so they also get like stage fright. So like if you're in like a public restroom, then you can't pee because other people are listening to you. I feel like sometimes I get that and this might be TMI, but I don't care. I feel like sometimes it takes me a second. Um, if there's like a ton of people around, actually, that's not true. If there's a ton of people around, then I feel like I'm more likely to, because I feel like then nobody's really like listening. But if it's just like you and one other person, then I feel like it's a little bit of a standoff and you're just like, you go first, you know? <laughs> um, someone, fear of falling asleep, fear of frogs. The fear of falling asleep is kind of weird to me. Um, just because I love sleeping so much. This other one that I don't want to pronounce is the fear of forgetting or being forgotten. Again, this seems normal to me. Someone has a... There's one case study that somebody had a fear of clothing, I don't know what to say about that. That would make life very, very difficult. I I guess I would wonder where this... I guess... Look, I just wonder where this fear stems from. Like, are you afraid that you're going to get caught in these clothes? Because, again, I also had a conversation with the same group of friends recently where, like, we were talking about the panic that sets in when you can't get clothes off of you when you're trying them on. Like, for example... I was at a store. I don't even remember what store it was. It was years ago, years and years ago. I think I was in, I think I was in high school. I could have been in junior high, but I think I was in high school because I was there alone. So I had to have been in high school because I would have driven myself. Um, Anyway, I was trying on a shirt and it was so tight over my bosom (laughs) (laughs) that... I thought I was going to die in that shirt. Like, first of all, it was so tight I couldn't even really breathe. I don't know why I kept putting it on. Like, it was fine everywhere else, except for the arms were also a little bit tight. But, like, I when I was putting it on, I was like, well, I've committed. And I didn't really think anything of it until it was, like, fully pulled on. And then I was like, I can't breathe. And also, how am I going to get this off? Because the arms were too tight, so I couldn't, like, pull my arm through. But then it also, like, was kind of tight, I guess, because it was tight across the chest. It was hard for me to, like, do the whole, like... Arms crossed, pull over your head. Like it was too tight to do that. And so then it was just like a nightmare. And I genuinely thought I was going to have to walk out and be like, I need to pay for this shirt so that I can go home and literally cut it off of myself. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was either going to pass out and die in that dressing room, or I was going to have them have to pay for it while it was still on me so that I could get a pair of scissors and literally cut it off of myself. Anyway, I succeeded. I got it off of myself. I was sweating profusely. Um, I was breathing heavily afterwards. Like it was like a gasp of air. Like I was a newborn baby, fresh out of the womb, breathing in air for the first time ever. I really feel like I was birthed from that shirt, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, it was a freedom I've never experienced bef- like since then, before or after I have never felt more free than when I was freed from that shirt. So it was a blue plaid shirt. I vividly remember, again, I don't really wear plaid, so I don't know what I was thinking on trying that on, and it did betray me. So anyway, I did not, however, develop a fear of clothing, just that shirt specifically. This next one is a fear of food, and that sounds really sad. So, um, I, I, I don't know that I can say that's weird just because I feel like that's something you need to overcome to just survive as a person. It it feels less weird and more serious. You know, this next one is a fear of blushing, which I kind of get, to be honest. Here's the thing. I don't blush super easily, but my cheeks are naturally red. I, bought blush recently and I, when I put it on I was like why did I even get this because even when I'm wearing foundation my cheeks are so pink naturally that you can just like see that see it through my foundation usually still like it almost like just looks like a nice subtle blush after I kind of like even out the rest of my skin tone then it just like looks like a nice subtle blush when it's just my normal cheeks because they're so red um and I hated it growing up because people would be like look at her she's blushing and I was like no I just have a naturally pink face like my cheeks are just naturally red always I'm not blushing and so it was just so annoying because they'd be like do you have a crush on that boy she's blushing and I was like I literally don't like him I don't care about him at all I could I could never see him again and I would be just as happy today as I was yesterday like he means nothing to me And yet it seems like I like him because my face is red, but it's not because I'm blushing. It's because my face was just red from birth. Like, take this up with somebody else. Take this up with my parents who gave me these jeans, okay? Like, I have no control over this. So I kind of get it because it's just, like, frustrating when you blush at something and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's blushing. And you're like, leave me alone, you know? So I get it. I get that one. This other one is a fear of being cold. I I don't know. I That seems, that's interesting to me. That's interesting. I don't like being cold, but I guess I've never considered that people could be afraid of it. Um, fear of work, I've got that. Um, okay, moving on. There's There are other ones. I'm going to try to get through these ones and see. If, oh my gosh, this is really, really long. I this is oh that's that's too many phobias. Okay, we're going to go to this other one. Okay, here's a 21 rare and weird phobias you've likely never heard of. Let's see. Arachibutyrophobia. <laughs> Every time I try to say these out loud, it makes me feel like I've never seen these letters before in my life. You know what I mean? This is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. (sighs) That's weird. I'm going to throw that out there. That is weird. I get it. I I 100% understand it. It's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience. I've had peanut butter stick to the roof, roof of my mouth. But, like, to be afraid of it? Like, how often are you eating? I guess it says, wow, well, they answered this for me. Apparently, some people with this condition completely avoid eating peanut butter. Or anything with a similar consistency because they're afraid of it. Which is sad because I love peanut butter. So for that fear to be so intense, like, that you think that you're going to choke on it. Um, I, I could get it if you're, like, allergic or you've had allergic reactions to something similar before. Obviously, I get that. But if you've had peanut butter before and it's just been an unpleasant experience and then you developed a fear of it getting stuck on your mouth. Any interesting um, there's some that we 've already covered before. This one is plutophobia, and it 's a fear of money, so it's a fear of money or wealth. I cannot relate to that. I've never been afraid of money in my life i've been afraid to be without money, but i've never been afraid of wealth. I would very much like I would very much like to attract that kind of energy of wealth, so it seems interesting. Like, I wonder what kind of people have this fear. Like, it says they may fear wealthy people or fear becoming wealthy themselves. I've never considered being afraid of becoming wealthy. Um, They generally dread money or having to deal with it. They may potentially sabotage their careers to avoid making more money or becoming wealthy. It may stem from a fear of the responsibilities and pressures associated with it or a fear of being a victim of robbery. Like, I I feel like that's fake, right? Like, do, Like, do people really have this? I get being afraid of, like, being robbed or I get being afraid of, like, the responsibilities and pressures of something like that. Like, being in a position of power or being, like a billionaire or something like that, but like, just like, like, so is there like a, do you think there's like a, an amount? Like, they're like, I'm fine with it, but I don't want to become a millionaire. You know, like, I'm afraid of the idea of being a millionaire. Like, I'm just wondering how extreme that fear goes. And I don't think any of you can answer that question unless you have it yourself. So if you are afraid of money let me know. I would like to sit down and speak to you and just really dive into your brain and see where you're coming from. This other one is a fear of the color yellow. So you could be afraid, apparently if you're afraid of the color yellow, you could be afraid of like everything that's yellow, like school buses, flowers, bananas, etc. Um, And so you find the color distressing and must avoid it at all costs. That would be really hard. Like... I'm realizing now, I mean, I already knew this, but like, there are a lot of fears that can really, really mess with your life. Like, what would you do? Yellow is everywhere. The sun is yellow. I mean, not really, because it's like really bright and you're not going to just like stare up at the sun, but like, or this next one, a fear of bathing, washing, or cleaning oneself. It's a blutophobia. Apparently, it occurs most often in children and will be resolved in a- with age. So, like, I guess, like, yeah, if you're a little kid, you don't want to do it or whatever. But, like, it can be a present in adults. So, they just avoid bathing or showering, which then obviously leads to an unpleasant body odor. And then often leads to social isolation because nobody wants to be around them. Because they're not... They don't smell good says, however, their fear of bathing and the anxiety they experience while bathing tends to be so extreme that the consequences of social isolation pale in comparison to their fear. Gosh, that's insane. So we talked about the fear of numbers before. Apparently, there's also just the fear of the number eight specifically. I'm going to assume there's got to be a fear for every single number because it feels like... It feels like it can't just be like, you're either afraid of all numbers or you're only afraid of the number eight. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's gotta be people who are only afraid of nine or only afraid of one or whatever, but it would be kind of funny if like people who are only afraid of a single number, if it was always number eight, you know? Anyway, um, this next one is the fear of, is called optophobia. It's the fear of opening one's eyes. So it says, this fear can be extremely debilitating as it is hard for an individual to carry out daily activities without opening their eyes. They prefer to stay indoors or in dimly lit areas. So that's interesting. Apparently, it's it's usually the result of a traumatic experience. So that makes sense. But, like, I wonder, though, if it's, like, more just due with, like, the light, you know? Because... Or, like, just, like, seeing things in general. So that's why you would just have to, like, stay inside in, like, dimly lit rooms. Interesting. Okay. Um, Moving on. Um, We've talked about these ones. Fear of belly buttons. Interesting. Um, Belly buttons are super weird to look at. And I actually... Look, I've heard things about belly buttons that... Have ruined my life. If I'm being honest with you, you can look into belly buttons yourself. I, I can't talk about it, or I'm just gonna feel upset for the rest of the night. (laughs) Belly buttons are real weird, though. Anyway, fear of string. Um, Hmm. It's got to be. I'm just looking into this. It's got a lot of these have to just come due to like fear of beards. Um, anyways, most of these have to come as, like, the results of something, like being tied up or having string caught somewhere or something along those lines. The fear of beard seems off- interesting. It says this usually stems from an alarming instance of the bearded person. That makes sense. Um, fear of hair. Fear of clothing. Fear of work. Fear of making decisions. I know some people with that one. Um, fear of dining with others. All right, that's it. This other one is just so long that I don't really want to go into it. I feel like we're reaching the end anyways, but I kind of want to find like a really crazy one. There's one that's the fear of stairs or the fear of bacteria. Fear of bacteria seems likely, but then you'd be like insane because bacteria is everywhere. So you would just have to be cleaning 24-7. Fear of spending money. Gosh, what's with all these money ones? Um, fear of demons, I feel like everybody should have that one like who who's vibing with demons? you know, actually, some might be fine, right? Do you think all demons are bad like you think they are right, but like do you think they are? I don't know, I feel like there's probably some chill ones um fear of knees. <laughs> It's really interesting to me. Like, do you think it's like just the fear of knees in general? Or do you know, isn't there like, don't flamingos knees bend backwards? That weirds me out. Like not backwards because like for them it's correct. But like backwards from our perspective, that's weird to look at. But like, do you think they just can't see knees? So if like somebody's wearing like shorts in public, they're like, ah, knees, you know, and that's when they're getting afraid or just like the idea of knees scares them. Again, I'm just throwing this out there because, like, none of you can really answer this for me. Um, but it's just just something to think about, you know? Um, let me just find, like, one or two more. Look, the fear of the n- number eight again. Oh, okay, this one says it's the figure eight. So I guess the way that it looks, like, kind of, like, almost, like, just maybe the infinity symbol also scares them. Like, any of just, like, a figure eight thing scares them. Or whatever makes them uncomfortable, I guess. So, interesting. Um, the fear of thunder. We've kind of talked about that. That seems normal. The fear of vacuum cleaners. I feel like that's going to be similar to just like like loud sounds and stuff. The fear of... So, this one is one that goes around a lot. Tryptopho- trypophobia or whatever. The fear of holes. I don't know about that one like I get it I get that that can make you feel uncomfortable but like when you really have it I've looked into it because like some people just like will be like oh I have that for sure and I think that this is the case with all phobias but like most phobias when you like legitimately have a phobia of it it's like paralyzing like I'm afraid of like for even for me I've been saying like oh I have this I have that and like I do think that like at a base level, it's probably fairly harmless, but I think to really be going around and like saying like, I for sure have this and it really, really affects me. Like clearly there are some where people cannot leave and leave their house. And like, I feel like real phobias are giving you like panic attacks, nauseating feelings of anxiety, shaking, rapid breathing, etc., Um, and like I don't even know if like I guess to be honest if I was like floating in mid water and even watching documentaries sometimes I watch a lot of documentaries about open water and it really freaks me out every single time and I don't know why I keep doing it but like I do think that some of these fears are just like it makes you uncomfortable it doesn't actually like fill you with fear that it's gonna like affect your life or you can't like be around that thing you know what I mean? Um, and I think that I've noticed it most with that one about like being afraid of like holes or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I, this took like a more serious turn than I thought <laughs> that it would. I feel like this happens a lot, but, um, there are some really weird phobias out there. Like, I will say, I'm sorry about the fact that some of, that a lot of these phobias are so detrimental and extreme that like it's preventing people from like eating certain foods or trying certain things or even like leaving their house um but like it's very very interesting to me also because it just seems like like it had to have come for the most part due to a traumatic experience which makes sense and then that's how you would like you would have to just like work through that through like therapy and I don't know I guess maybe medication in some cases But I do wonder some of these, like, it would just be so weird to have some of these with zero trauma attached to it. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it's just like trauma that you don't remember, but like, for some reason, like for some people, like for me, like I'm afraid of the ocean, but like, I've never been stranded in the middle of the ocean. I've been to the ocean before, but I've never been just like floating stranded with whales swimming around me. So like some of them seem like, yeah, just natural things to be afraid of, but some of these other ones are like so intense that I'm just curious if you don't have any trauma related to it, then how did it come to be, you know? Anyway, um, I'm at the time and I also just don't know what else to say, but there's some weird phobias out there. If you guys have any phobias, like you're really terrified of something and it's like not, it's just kind of like weird and irrational. Let me know. I'm curious. Um, just for my own sake, I'm not gonna do anything with that information. I just want to know for myself because I'm nosy, but that's it. Um, okay. I think that's all I have to say. So this has been your weekly dose of serotonin. Bye.